Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've been taking a look at the Sermon on the Mount in last week's programmes, Colin, and uh, we've reached the point now where Jesus gets very specific. Chapter 5 of Matthew and uh, talk about murder. You know, I hear a lot of Christians say, oh, I thank God that I don't live under law and under grace, and I know what they mean, but the standards that Jesus requires in the New Testament are so much greater than the standards of the Old Testament. And this is one of the passages where this becomes obvious. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin, but anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. So you see, to Jesus, it's not just the act of murder that is wrong, but it's the anger out of which that act is performed. And this shows how Jesus is really concerned that people have the right heart attitudes at all times. And of course, one of the promises that God makes concerning the new covenant of which Christians are a part is that God will write his law on their hearts. Um, so it isn't that uh, God has done away with law, that <clears throat> we now live by the law of the spirit of life, Paul says. And Jesus issued many commands, including the new commandment to love one another as he has loved us. But the commands are no longer written on tablets of stone or simply written in a book, but the Holy Spirit writes them on our hearts. So, of course, it's not right to be angry and let not the sun go down upon your wrath because we are to forgive. And Jesus makes it very clear that when we forgive, God forgives us. When we do not forgive, then, of course, God will not forgive us. And that means that we're out of proper relationship with God. And uh, it means also that um, we are making ourselves liable to judgment. And that's a crazy thing to do because, after all, Jesus died on the cross to save us from judgment. So why place ourselves back under judgment by disobeying what he says. So we really have to take these verses literally. Absolutely. He means what he says. And uh, the word raka is a, a, is, a, is a phrase of real contempt for people. So Jesus is saying anyone who treats his brother with contempt uh, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. That was the Jewish council. But Anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Now, I mean, that's pretty extreme language, isn't it? So Jesus is saying you don't look down on anyone else. Uh, just remember that you are who you are simply by the mercy of God. 
he has saved you from the judgment you deserve. So you need to treat everybody else in the same way that God has treated you. So then he says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Having the right heart attitude towards God and towards others is so important to the Lord. And this is what the love of God is all about. It's it's love in action. It's not love in emotion, but it's love that leads to the right relationship with God and therefore with other people. So Jesus' whole purpose is that people are reconciled to one another. And Paul talks of us being given the gospel of reconciliation. We're reconciling men to God and we're reconciling people to one another. So Jesus continued, settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. So this is more of the same, really. It's encouraging us to see, to believe, to understand that it's always God's purpose for us to be reconciled, to sort out our differences. I think it's very offensive to God when people leave churches out of offense because it means that even though they may feel that they've been hurt or uh, dealt with badly in some way, they haven't forgiven. If they had forgiven, then they would not take offense. And to leave a church without forgiving those who have caused harm or hurt to you is a very grievous thing to do because it means if you haven't forgiven them, then God hasn't forgiven you. And when people leave churches like that, they simply take their offense somewhere else and plant it somewhere else. So let's be sure that we get reconciled to God and reconciled to others at every available opportunity. So the very fact that he's talking about unforgiveness in the same light as murder, does that mean that he equates the two? Well, he's talking about the heart all the time, you see, and what really I think uh, Jesus is saying is that a lot happens in the heart of a person that is not right before ever it gets to the point of murder. And if our hearts are right, then we will not actually want to commit murder. I think most Christians would think that uh, they would never commit murder. But what Jesus is saying is the sin doesn't begin with the murder. The sin begins with the wrong heart attitudes. So he doesn't want to see any of these wrong heart attitudes in the lives of his children. Now, Jesus then raises the, the uh, matter of adultery, of relationships within marriage. You can see that this whole 
section of the Sermon on the Mount is about relationships and having the right heart attitudes towards others. And here again, he is showing that the standards that he requires of those of us who belong to the kingdom of God is actually much greater than the standards of the Old Testament. In verse 27 of chapter 5, we read, You have heard that it was said, Do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So there you see, the it's cutting off the sin at its source. Uh, Jesus says later on that there is nothing outside a man that can defile the man, but only that which comes from within, from his own heart. And again, just as murder starts with a whole lot of negative thoughts long before the actual act of murder, so uh, with wrong sexual relationships, it begins with a thought, it begins with feeding those thoughts, so it becomes an emotion and a desire and a longing. And of course, that, that's totally inappropriate outside of marriage. So those lustful thoughts, those lustful desires need to be cut off right at the beginning. And then Jesus says, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Now, Obviously, Jesus is not talking literally here about gouging out your eye, but he's, he's saying what a terrible thing it is to be thrown into hell. Now, hell, believing in hell, is not a popular idea these days. Just as a lot of people don't believe there's heaven or life after death, so they don't believe there's hell either. But let me tell you, Jesus, the Son of God, the one who is the truth, he believed in hell, and he knew hell to be a reality, to live eternally separated from God. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And, of course, Jesus came to make it possible for people to receive salvation and so be saved from such a judgment. So he then says, and if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Very extreme language, but you can see from this kind of language that Jesus uses that for him hell was a terrible reality from which to save people. And, of course, he was to give his life on the cross to make it possible for us to be saved from that eternal damnation. But it is so important for us to take heed to what he says. He gives us new hearts when we're born again, and we need to live according to those new hearts and allow the Spirit of God to express his mercy, his love, his grace through us, and to cut off these negative thoughts, these negative emotions, before they take grip of us and cause us to do things that are grievous to the Lord and damaging to ourselves as well as to others. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 